Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, Koshi here. Before we get into this episode of The Call, I've got a favor to ask. The bigger the Ausbiz audience, the more we can invest in great content and keep providing quality investment ideas to you for free. If you could just take a minute of your time to leave a review of the call in the Apple podcast app, it'll help keep our tribe growing. And of course, don't forget to catch up with all the best interviews each day at ausbiz.com.au. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the call. Hello, welcome back to Wazbeers, Australia's only uh, live business and market streaming service. Great to have your company for the next hour on a program that we have dubbed The Call, which is uh, 10 stocks that you've suggested uh, we have a look at or you'd like more information on, we put it to our expert panel for adjudication, all in 60 minutes. And I add a stock of the day, something uh, that is in the news and relevant. And uh, today's panel, welcome to uh, John Milroy from Ords. John, how are you, sir? Well, thank Good you, to see you. Thanks, and David Novak from Wealthwise Education. David, always great to have you on board. Thank you, same here. Um, let's get stuck straight into it because uh, Stock of the Day, thought we'd have a look at Bega, uh, Bega Cheese, settling its dispute with Kraft over its peanut butter products. Kraft will pay out more than $9 million in the process and Bega will earn the right to maintain current packaging of those products would bigger to discontinue all legal proceedings once the payment has been received. John, this is sort of uh, oh, been something that's been over bigger for a while, yep. isn't it? And because craft is such a giant, <laughs> makes everyone a bit nervous. Good to see it settled. Yeah, it certainly is, David. I think that you know, it's a distraction that's now out of the way for them. They can get back and focus on the core part of their business. Yep. They've got a lot going on. Not, Notwithstanding the nine and a half million dollars will be very welcome for them, of course. Yeah. Um, but the recent acquisition and integration of the Lion Drinks and Dairy Drinks business is certainly a key driver for them. Not so much this year, but next year into FY22. Yeah. So that'll be a significant driver. It's, it's certainly replicable, and it's certainly an important segment of the market too. And you know, yeah. being a domestic-facing business like Bigger is, yeah. it's very welcome with you know current circumstance. They've really put together a, a collection of. Terrific brands, haven't mm, they? They sure have. Uh, with the peanut butter and, and the like and mm. the recent drinks acquisition. Do you like it as a business, as a stock at the moment? We certainly do. It's a, it's a buy for us. Right. Uh, we've got a $6.75 price target on it. So certainly wow, fair, fair, way, fair way from here. Yeah. And, and really that's driven off the back of that contribution to earnings in the, in the out, out the year of FY22 and right. the improvement across the segments. So they them. bought well. Certainly have. And uh, because when, when you buy a big chunk like that, you've got to have the management that settles it in. So yep. impressed with the bigger management. Yes, they've done a great job. The, the fellow's name escapes me at the moment, but yeah. but certainly they've been they've got a really good, strong track record um, and, and mm. have delivered on all these projects and all the things they've said they're going to do that they've done. Yeah, um, okay. It's it's a very impressive business. Oh, that's great. Mm. David, what do you think of Bega? 
Yeah, look, uh, they've had a good turnaround in the in the half yearly report they announced in December for December. Um, you know, where the earnings before interest tax and depreciation was up 51%. So that's a pretty strong mm. growth. And the outlook looks positive as well. And as you said, with the settlement of this case, um, they look like, uh, you know, the, the next uh, six to 12 months looks positive. And the trend is positive as well. So, you know, it ticks a lot of boxes. The only thing for me is, again, the earnings multiple is up there about 40 times. So, right. you know, um, that's the only thing that I would be a little bit hesitant in. I'd like to buy it at cheaper levels, but hey, <laughs> if you've got it, hey, hold it, right. um, you know, and you know, I, I have nothing against being a buyer here. And I can see that it can get back to those uh, previous highs that you right. see back in 2018. Okay, so yes for you in terms of, terms of a buy at these prices or? Uh, with the trend, yeah, I'd, unless it goes below the 50 day moving average here, which is $5.40, I wouldn't want to, that would be my right. stop loss level. Right. But I do see higher levels here, back to you know six, probably six eighty-seven dollars. Right. So, okay. Yeah, I'm not adverse to a buy on this. Mm. Okay. Just the multiples, as yeah, a bit pretty of a, high, pretty right. high. But hey, that's the environment we're in today. <laughs> so it's cheap by comparison to other, yeah. other stocks. Yeah. Will be and and uh, is the food sector one that interests you or? Yeah, look, food, um, you know, there's that um, certainly uh, it's defensive and um, retail is, you know, uh, one area that's been very strong. Yeah. Although we've seen Kogan come off the ball. But again, look at the multiples that Kogan was at when mm. it was at $23. Yeah. Couldn't believe it. Um, so uh, I like Kogan down here, you know, mm. um, Harvey Norman, JB Hi-Fi. So right. retail sales are strong. Right. You know, uh, consumer seems uh, quite positive at the moment. Okay. As long as interest rates don't start to rise, then that mm. could change the whole ball game. So, in so, the moment, it's it's steady as she goes, <coughs> and, and food is a good defensive sector. Yeah, as you can see with Woolies and Coles, etc. Okay, um, let's get into the stocks you'd like us to have a look at. And um, uh, John Anthony wants a view on Sydney Airport the international domestic gateway to uh, to Australia? Yeah, more domestic for the moment, of course, yes. but um, it's a hold for us and a price tag around $5.70, so trading a little bit ahead of that at the moment. But I think a couple of the really impressive things they've done is they've managed to keep some cash on the balance sheet here to get through what is a really difficult time for them over the course of the last you yeah. know, 12 months or so. Um, domestic is, is starting to fire up again, of course, notwithstanding the, the lockdown in Melbourne and Victoria again, but yeah. they're seeing about... Um, 60% or sorry, 80% of the domestic retailers being open now, and as they reported at the end of April, so that's really important for them, um, important for the, the travellers too. Um, you know, certainly a, no dividends and distribution guidance again from the most recent update, which, which is what you'd expect given what's happening in international volumes. But yeah. um, it's, it's a good solid story, but but a hold for us at the moment. Yeah, we had Auckland International Airport on um, on the panel just the other day, and. Uh, we're talking about the airports and the opening up side thing. There was a tendency to favour Auckland over Sydney because Auckland has that separate property play to it because Auckland Airport owns all the land around it and so is building the Ikeas yep. uh, on the spare land, whereas Sydney just leases it. Mm, that's true. Look, but happily, um, everyone's avoiding public transport getting to the airport, and so they're seeing some strong results out of the car parking as well, so that's very important to them. You know how much that uh, that stings when you go yep. and utilise any of the car parks around the, the airports. They are really stingy, aren't they? Mm. Even pick, picking people up now, which you used to be able to just drive in and pick them up, now you've got to go to that short-term one, mm. and you re uh, pings on it, and you go, hey, 
what's yeah. what's this about? So and so they clip the ticket now, just just picking up someone for five minutes. So it's a huge money spinner. David, yeah. what do you think of uh, Sydney? Uh, look, I can't get excited about this one. I've got to oh. say there's much better um, alternatives out there. Uh, look, you know, as you expect, the, the Goonings growth hasn't been there. Obviously, it's been they're still running at a loss until things start to turn around, which might still take some time. Um, you know, that of the, about 13 brokers, um, there's three three buys, three sells, and the rest are hold. Price average price target about six dollars eighteen, which is slightly above where it is. Mm. Nothing to get excited about. The trend is sideways. I mean, no dividend yield. Yep. Why would you want to be there, really? Yep. So, um, is yeah. it different for Auckland? Do you have a ver- different view on Auckland Airport? Because um, of that property play? Is that sort of I, a, a buffer or a safety net? Well, you know, yeah, that is. Um, but it's not a game that's a sector that I want to be playing right now. Um, yep. You know, Aquinas is, if I was going to get into that sector as a recovery, Aquinas would be something that I'd oh. definitely be interested in, but not right now. You know, it's right. just. Um, yeah, not not a sector at all in, in around travel, whether it's Webjet or flight, you know, center, flight center or, or corporate. You know, the, the jury's out, and you know we're still you know then we've got this lockdown happening again. So you know it's it's on off on off all the time. It's yeah. just too unsettling for me. I prefer yeah. to stick to. And as someone said to me, you know, if you've got twenty stocks in your portfolio, um, why do you need to be in? such uncertainty when you've got so many other choices there. It just mm-hmm. makes it a bit too hard. Is yeah. that a fair enough? I think it is too. Yeah. 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 We're certainly very positive on things like Webjet and um, of course, um, uh, uh, corporate travel, corporate CTD. Travel, yeah. Not so much Flight Centre, but we, we think then there's some real, real upside from them from here as well. And they're starting to see some more bookings and, right. and more domestic focused for them too. So that's certainly very helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, uh, David Mick wants a view on Simic Group, the uh, big construction company, which I noticed even this morning they announced a $150 million new deal to buy, to uh, build a commercial and residential tower above Mid City Centre, I think, in the centre of Sydney, above the train station that they're building there. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, they just announced only a couple of weeks ago the, uh, the, the um, Simic and uh, UGL have selected. For the M6 motorway uh, right. development, which is worth about almost two billion, right. so that's a, that's a positive. Uh, look, the company, I got to say, I'm looking back on their earnings and their, their their quality of their balance sheet doesn't doesn't inspire me at all. They're, you know, they're they're um, under financial distress, and uh, you know they've had some pretty big cost overruns. Uh, of course, it's ex latens. Um, so look, you know, right now, I don't know, the brokers out there, there's about out of seven brokers, they've got an average price target just under $25. It's under well under that by about 13%. Um, and I look at the trend as moving up, it's at least that's positive. So if you've got it, you'd hold it. I mean, it's in the right space infrastructure. Yeah. Maybe this is a turnaround for them, mm. but geez, their past performance, you know, yeah. certainly not something you'd get out of bed for. Right. Um, so right now, I, I, you just to hold. It wouldn't be a. I'd, I'd wait until I see their numbers, but uh, it's a hold for some. Look, it's a technical buy. I've got to right. say, it is a technical buy here, and it's probably got more upside back to that higher target price that the average broker target is yeah. around just under twenty five. So, look, I'm not adverse to it as a technical buy. As an investment, I, there's other things I prefer that you know. Yeah. They're okay. paying dividends, etc., in cash, in stronger cash flows. Uh, John, because the the deals these companies deal do are just huge, aren't yeah, they? Sure are. But margins are quite small. 
Mm. And if they stuff it up on the cost side, mm. it's not not usually a small stuff up. It's a, it's a really big one. <laughs> sure is. You're absolutely right. <laughs> Which is, it's uh, Simic, Lendlease, a whole bunch of them in this area. You can see the cost overruns at the North Connects that, that Lendlease yeah. had problems with, you know, for an extended period, the delays to the, the, operate, the opening and the functioning of the yeah. North Connects tunnel. But we're a bit more positive on Simic, for instance. Um, we've got a price target of um, $29, and so right. it's a buy for us. Oh, right. Pretty big number. Um, I, I think the, the most recent number I saw for work in hand, they've just been winning is about $14 billion. So to your point, right. it's a, they're big numbers yep. um, and they do make skinny margins. But delivering, um, they this environment of infrastructure spend, governments throwing plenty of money at the domestic economy, it ticks a few boxes yeah. for us. I look at 2018 and 2019 when it was up, up over 50 bucks mm. too. Mm. So yeah. when it hums, it does hum. Mm. For sure. It? Yep. And, and that's called a triple top pattern, actually, if you look at that. Yeah. That's a bearish pattern. You've got double tops and triple tops for anybody who's a technician out there. So as soon as it broke below those previous slows that you can see there, yeah. away she goes. You know? Right. Okay. Uh, but it is so, showing, starting to show positivity now, definitely. Right. So on the downside, you talk about triple top up the bottom just the last year or so, those three spikes down and the bounce back. That's a good thing in the charts, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. It has turned positive now. It's certainly starting to trend up, um, and it's crossed above its fifty-day moving average. So it is positive, and so there's picking up some momentum here. For, okay, for sure. Okay, all right. Um, our next stock, uh, John Matt wants uh, a view on ResMed, the big sleep apnea machine. Yep. Uh, business one of the the great. Medical mm. companies, medical sure device is. companies, the global ones mm. that come out of here in Australia, doesn't yeah. it? Uh, CSL and ResMed and Cochlear are sort of three companies that are just stunning success stories fabulous, for, fabulous for Australian businesses. ingenuity, isn't mm. it? Absolutely. One we quite like, David, we've got to buy on ResMed here. Right. Um, Twenty-eight fifty is our, our price target. Um, so the new um, new device. Uh, the version 11 is, is coming out that's going to be launched has been has been launched and certainly will drive sales higher and drive drive more people to the business as well right. with some enhanced features making it a bit smaller and more comfortable to wear and those types of things right. so um yes certainly one we really like good exposure like um david's point about um about sydney airport sorry uh, being a bit expensive but yeah. they always trade expensive and you know that but they very rarely disappoint yeah yeah and my father used to have one of the early models and he looked like Hannibal Lecter when he had it on. So, so when the mask on and sort of mum apparently would wake up in a bit of a fright at times. But uh, uh, yeah, it's come a long way mm. since then. Yes. Um, there was a question mark um, over some Me Too products that had been produced and particularly out of China. That's not a, they seem to have disposed of that competition, if you like. I think when, where wherever businesses are making outsized returns and excess profits, I think you're always going to find someone who wants to try and clip the ticket on the way through. But yeah. it's really hard to to, um, to battle a, a group like ResMed or Cochlear or CSL, yeah. for instance, where they've got such a great global footprint, great yeah. systems in place, great management, and, and really do have a, a solid product to sell. Yeah, and you look at that five-year chart, uh, mm. David Novak, and... Uh, yeah. It's not a bad chart, is it? Oh, it's a fantastic chart. <laughs> Look at that. Especially if you bought it back in 2016, 17. Mm. Yeah. You'd be holding and happy, right? Yep. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, but would I be buying it up here? Not right now. No, they had a mixed, um, you know, third quarter results. They've lowered slightly lower revenue. Um, so I'm just, I just, I, and the trend here has um, slowed down a bit. So it's, it's had a, I had a sharp fall 
um, back in May, a couple of days, it, it fell very sharply um, from about uh, 20, just over $27 below 20, and then back below 25 in two days. I don't know, I didn't have a look what that was, but that's obviously a trading update, yeah. I'd say. Yeah. And it's bounced back quite strongly back to 27, where it was, as you see there. Um, and just, so that's and a good sign. That's a good sign, but I think, um, the, again, uh, it's had a technical bounce here, and um, I, I expect this stock will con just consolidate at this level. So it's not a it's not a buy for me at this moment. Right. If you've got it, you'd hold it, depending on when you when you bought it, of course. But um, unless it breaks above that previous high there, which is just above twenty seven dollars, then that would be a technical signal to buy. But right, right now, um, I'd like to see what their full year result will be in this quarter as well. So um, it's uh, it's just a hold. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, how how do you rate those three? CSL, Cochlear, and Resmed. Um, we had one of the panelists a couple of weeks ago saying at the right price and buying them at the right price. They're sort of three stocks. Forget all the, the little medical companies around, sort of those three, Fisher and Pike or Ramsey Healthcare, um, five world-class companies that yeah. just have in your portfolio. Yeah. Uh, well, um, look, I've always been a... a a positive on CSL, except um, when when it got to overbought levels, and then it's affected by the US dollar, of course, the Aussie yeah. US dollar, because a lot of their earnings come out of um, the US and, and Europe, of course. So the stronger Aussie dollar knocked their uh, earnings down a bit. It's had a good, a little bit of a recovery trade here, but geez, when it got up to about three hundred and sixty bucks, to me that was just like okay, yeah. pushing the limit here now. Mm. Um, and one thing I've learned over thirty five, nearly forty years is. You know, when the trend's down, it doesn't matter how good the numbers are, don't buy. Yeah. But and equally, when it's going up, it doesn't matter how ridiculous it looks, it can still keep going. Yeah. We're seeing that at the moment. Um, and look, it's having a bit of a turnaround now on the daily, uh, certainly on the daily chart. Still below its 50, uh, just broken above its 50-week moving average CSL. So out of those, all the ones I would say are more positive on CSL than Cochlear mm. or some of the others. Um, yeah. But uh, look, I'm a bit wary about the US dollar and um, I can talk more about that later, but right now that, that'd probably be the pick, but I, I I wouldn't be rushing to buy it right now. Right, yeah. yeah. CSL is just a fabulous portfolio stock, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah. I think any time it's weak, it's, it's something you can either, if you've got some average average up a little bit and if you don't own them, you can pick up a few cheapies if you can and, yeah. and, and just add them to the portfolio. They're wonderful businesses, yeah. always trade expensive, but they deliver, and great, great management. Deliver. Yeah. Wonderful, yeah. Man. wonderful all, management. All that group is pretty amazing. Yep. Co yeah, Cochlear's had a terrific period as well. Yeah, you yeah. Know. Fisher and Pike or Ramsey. Fisher and Pike, excellent business. I had no idea how big it was. Mm. Um, and it is a true global business. Mm. It's extraordinary. Mm. Just made some acquisitions overseas. Mm. All right, let's um, move on. And uh, speaking of healthcare, uh, Richard, uh, John wants a view on Japara Healthcare, the, uh, the big uh, private residential aged care operator in Australia, um, operating 4,400 resident places across mm. 51 homes, Victoria, New South Wales, Queensland, South Australia and Tasmania. Um, and they've got some uh, retirement villages as well, but uh, mainly the aged care that's certainly been in the news last 18 months or so. Yeah, certainly <laughs> certainly has. Um, they've clearly been helped. It's a buy for us at the moment. Right. Our price tag's about $1.08 or so, I think, at the moment. But right. um, 
the certainly help the moment with the bid from cavalry um, yep. aged care group and certainly that's going to hold the share price up um, they clearly see some um, positive upside from yet to be announced reforms from the from the Commonwealth government about um, about what changes might fall out of the Royal Commission and what that means for the sector as well. They, they clearly have taken a positive bent on it. Yeah. Not, not for mine, I'm not adding that to client portfolios for the moment, but it just is, it is, can be a bit fraught with, with difficulties yeah. and certainly pressure points and certainly bad news flow. But at the moment, yeah. it'll hold up pretty well. Okay, so <coughs> you've got a buy on Jim Harrow? Yep. Uh, yeah, look, I'm a sell on this one, unfortunately. I'm, I just can't see the value here. It's, um, uh, you know, looking at the return on equity, it's been, subpar, you know, below 10% and um, earnings growth have been negative for the last yeah. two, three years. So look, it's a, it's a small cap. It's only under just around 300 million and looks like it's about 20% overvalued. I mean, they're, they're yeah, it's just to, it's under the takeover proposal right now at a dollar four, it's trading at what, a dollar 12, yeah. take the money and run is yeah. my, would be my, yeah. um, yeah. And, and a lot of people have said to me, with the outcome of, and we don't quite know what's going to happen mm -hmm. as a result of the Royal Commission uh, and what's implemented or what's not, but there tends to be a view that whatever's introduced, it will make them more expensive to run. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, they'll have to um, put more staff in, mm -hmm. more safety net, mm -hmm. sort of more into food, all that. Which is interesting in light of the recent acquisition of by Sol Pats of uh, Regis as well, and yeah. the, paying a twenty five percent premium to where they were trading. So they they clearly see some upside in that sector as well, yeah. and, and okay. we're putting their money on, on the table. Right. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you know, even Estia Healthcare yeah. is a pot, you know bigger, it's, you know, twice the market cap, very positive trend. Yeah, um, as well. So just it's that growing aged aged care yeah. sector that's growing. We're all getting there <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely yeah so we blink and they're there so yeah, yeah it, it is a growing sector that's for sure yeah and but, i suppose if all the reforms come through it cleans up the image and mm. that's a that's a positive for him mm. yeah. all right um david uh dara wants a view on tabcorp uh big gaming and, and lottery business yeah look um i'm i just can't get excited about this i mean bet makers are making an offer for their um Wagering, wagering and, and media yeah. consumer um, um, business as well. But look on the numbers, uh, I don't know, it seems to be fully fully priced to me. Um, it's on a, a 20 time, 29 times earnings multiple, again, 3%. It's got a, a reasonable, but if you look at the share price, I mean, it tells the story. It's yeah. really went nowhere for like four, four or five years. It's just going sideways. Um, it doesn't show it. There, if you go to the bigger picture, that's a great recovery there from the lows when it was below, um, you know, two dollars fifty, and then it's here it is at five dollars sixteen or eighteen. Yeah. So that's been a fantastic recovery and just slightly above the pre-COVID levels. But again, um, it, it's it's growth and valuation up here is just um, I can't get excited looking at their numbers. It's been pretty, pretty tepid. Yeah. Um, you know, the earnings uh, like to return on equity has been below par um, or below 10%. So that to me, if you're going to pay for a company that's on a, a multiple of 30 times almost, yeah. I want to see some growth and I just don't see it. But, um, you know, I think this offer from Betmakers is interesting. Uh, they've had a bit of a correction because it's about a $4 billion yeah. offer. They're paying out a billion dollars. They're taking on debt. 
of about three billion. While you know, it's a company that's just under a billion dollars in valuation itself. Mm. Yeah, um, and their know, price went down. Yeah, you know, rather than going up. And well, going they're, really they're going to be taking on a lot of debt. debt to, yeah, you know, so they, they're obviously expanding globally. But geez, good yeah. luck with that one. Yeah, uh, I, not for my money. So okay. you know, I'd. I'd I'd be a seller up here. I, it's back at these resistance levels that's been yep. at for some time. Um, start, so, sorry to be the party pooper, but yeah, it's, no. To me, no, you no. know, you've doubled your price since the COVID lows. Take yep. the money and run. Take the money. Yep. Yeah, right. similar for us, David. At the moment, it's a, it's a pretty weak hold. It's right. a price target's four dollars twenty, so it's well in excess of that. Right. Um, the the bid obviously helps them and boosts them, of course, clearly. Yep. Um, and they they. That is, bet makers clearly see some sort of advantage in getting that sky racing business into the states and leveraging off that part of the yeah. the, the media part of their business, and and it's it certainly will be the opportunity for them to increase their footprint and all those sort of things and increase yeah. returns. But for us, no, not right. not. Um, and uh, do you always take an interest when a takeover offer is made and the bidder gets hammered in the market <laughs> as well? And you think. Gee, obviously the market has put a different valuation on this than, than they have, mm. which I, I, sort of undermines your confidence a bit in them. I, I think so, and, and also the potential difficulty of getting a scheme of arrangement across the, the, the table as one getting through the court. You have to get to 75% and it's a big number. Yeah. And as David rightly says, it's big, you know, a lot of debt around, that, you know, and they've, they've got their own issues within their own businesses as well. So yeah. it, the upside and the synergies, no one's talking synergies and you know, all those cost outside stories you'd expect the, the merger, but yeah. Marcus is being a bit skeptical, I think. Yeah. Are those gaming businesses in general starting to come back at all, that the sector at all? You, you had Crown with all its, all its issues mm. and mm. it's been ongoing. Uh, you've got Star as well. But it's all, a lot of it's built on tourism. And yeah. You're not getting many tourists, and yeah. that's for sure. So it's still a sector that I would avoid personally. Right. Yeah. Um, again, there's much better opportunities out there that, you know, growth opportunities yeah. um, than the, these COVID affected um, sectors. Right. Particularly, well, this one's online anyway. Yeah. So online gaming has shot up. Yeah. Um, but I'm just talking about casino operations. A lot yeah. of that was from high rollers coming in yeah. in the past. It's not a sector or stocks that I talk to clients very much about, David. I really right. don't have a great deal of interest in that as a sector. Yeah, okay. All right, let's uh, recap the first five stocks. Uh, Bega, um, a yes from um, from John. David's got um, a hold on it. It's sort of a, a weak buy, did you? And But you put a stop loss of $5.40 yep. on it. Yeah, that's um, it, yep. Um, uh, based on the charts there. Uh, City Airport, uh, a no from David, a hold from John Simic. Uh, a yes from John and a hold from David. Uh, ResMed is a yes from um, uh, from John. Um, basically a hold if you've got it from uh, from David. Wouldn't get in uh, at these levels until it broke through $27 on the chart. And then that would be a reason to buy because there'd be uh, an upward trend going and getting some momentum momentum there. Uh, Japara, a sell from David, a buy from uh, John and Tabcorp, um, a sell from David and a no from John. Um, here on the call, we've uh, been following our own fantasy portfolio since the 1st of July last year, thanks to our partner Nabtrade. Um, any stocks or ETFs that come up to our panel and both panelists say, Yes, it's a good buy. It goes into the uh, the calls portfolio, and if it comes up again, even if that stock comes up 
um, in front of a different panel and doesn't get unanimous agreement to buy it, it then comes out of the portfolio. Let's see how it's tracking at the moment. Uh, for the week up 2%, for the month 2.25%, and since the 1st of July last year, it's ahead 33%. Pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not bad going. Let's, uh, uh, okay. So yesterday we had an ETF special with uh, Andrew Willett from DP Advisory and uh, Adam Dawes from Shaw. And uh, a whole bunch of ETFs were, were added as a result of that. And we explained at the time that um, uh, ETFs can form a bit of a foundation for um, a retail investor's uh, portfolio. So the ones that went in, uh, Vanek, Vectors, MSCI, X Australia Quality, uh, the Beta Shares, Asian Tigers Technology, uh, also the Global Agricultural One and Vanex Infrastructure and Vanguard's High Growth Index ETF were some of the ones that were added. Um, quick programming note. Um, coming up uh, at 1.50 this afternoon, Rob Scott from uh, Wes Farmers will be joining us hot off the heels of their Investor Day. So Rob's become a bit of a regular here on Ausfit. It's always great to have him. So uh, he'll talk to us and, and you'll get all the information that he delivered to the professionals as part of their Investor Day um, earlier this morning. So uh, Rob Scott from Wes Farmers at 1.50 Eastern. All right, let's get into our uh, second five stocks. And well, a new one for the call, um, uh, uh, John. Uh, Leslie wants a view on Murray Cod. I'd actually never heard of it. Um, but it's like Tassel, um, an aquaculture business. Um, but instead of uh, salmon, it's obviously in, in Murray Cod. Uh, the company's operations located in Griffith in the Riverina, operates a hatchery, nursery and fish farm. Um, and its share price, it's had good solid returns over the last mm. couple of years, um, up 143% in three years. And well, even well, this year's done it right. Too. Well, really only since March last year, from 10 cents to almost 50 cents. Mm. Right, yeah. 400% growth in the share price. Yeah, it's amazing. Well, I think in part that reflects the, the, the growing stock of fish that they've had in their, their pens as well. And as, more, as they mature yeah. more, they can sell more, of course. Right. They're seeing the size of the fish increase near enough to two kilograms. It's certainly a buy for us. We've got a price right. target of 50 odd cents on it. Right. It's about 40 cents today. Um, certainly the, the most recent announcements with distribution deals with PFD and also um, some stocking of the, the product in Woolies yep. in select stores across the network. Um, certainly a 12 week trial will be very, very important, very interesting for right. them. Um, certainly a key driver. It gives them somewhere to put those uh, those fish when they, when they do mature and when they have to sell them. Yep. So that that ongoing would be really important for them if it is yep. renewed and, and, and um, scheduled to, to continue for longer than 12 weeks. Um, might be a bit of a negative if, it's, if it doesn't get to the go ahead and tick again, but, but right. certainly at the moment, that's a key positive. Right, okay. Mm. And it, it seems to me just from doing a bit of reading on it, uh, before it's one of those businesses where a stock takes a bit of a while to mature, if you like, yep, as you were yep, saying before, yep, get yep. to a proper size. So, mm -hmm. you know, it can be pretty capital and labour intensive mm. um, as they start start to grow them, but then you, you build momentum as a result of it. Yep. So it's a, it's a bit like the, the tassel of the early days, isn't yes. it? Or, or um, 
hue and about hue and salmon yeah. as well. So a similar yeah. story. It takes a while to get these things up and running. There's a lot of early capex involved in building up pens, building up stock, getting distribution arrangements, those sort of yeah. thing, making sure you the, the, the fish are, are well, yeah. um, making sure the feed feed process is right as well, and, yeah. and making sure you get them mature as quickly as possible and healthy. Okay. Uh, David, what do you think? Yeah, look, this is a, this is an interesting one. Um, you know, again, getting back to what we were talking about before, food. Um, yeah. You know, their, their sales growth of in the just in the previous quarter is over 200 percent 205 percent pretty interest uh, impressive they also were a state winner for delicious produce awards and this woolies trials trial is an interesting one that could really expand their sales yeah um looking at um uh, acna sustainable murray cod will be launching a premium branded product in their chilled seafood cabinet section of selected Woolies stores right so, you know, there, there's good growth aspects there. I mean, if you look at their historical numbers, they look shocking. I mean, their exports ceased in March last year, so their domestic sales have really taken off here. So look, to me, I'd definitely be a hold and, and I think a buy. I think there's higher levels to come here. Right. So, okay. um, yeah. That's I, great eating too. Yeah. <laughs> Do you get any shareholder benefits out of it? I don't any know, shareholder I, discounts? I don't know. I haven't looked. Where have they all gone? Years and years ago, <laughs> you used to be able to buy wine cheap if you're a shareholder and some of the wine companies all, all the and all that sort of stuff, yeah. didn't you? Yeah. Um, um, okay, so um, it's a, a buy for Murray, Murray Cod um, in this regard and um, certainly that agriculture because it is an agriculture stock, is yeah. basically you've yes. got to look at it as that, and yeah. it has all the variances of an agriculture yes. stock. If you, know, you get some disease it, in the pens, or it, look, it's not cheap on valuation. I mean, look, their half yearly profit result was, uh, I think, it was about five hundred and forty odd thousand profit. Now, their um, market valuation, I think, is um, what is it, two hundred twenty six million. Right. Okay. So. Uh, it's just in this quarter, moving forward, you're looking ahead, really, right. for strong, strong growth here. But um, you wouldn't be basing it on their half-yearly December report. Yep. All right. Okay, Leslie, thank you for that suggestion and uh, thumbs up from both uh, uh, John and David there for uh, for Murray Cod. Um, David, we go now to the other extreme, uh, to a tech business that. Uh, um, has been going gangbusters on on the market in zero the uh, the small business software accounting yep. uh, firm made its first profit last year I think didn't well we? uh, yeah I think so it's it's look it, you talk about valuations you know <laughs> it's up there nearly nineteen billion dollars you know great software expanding in the UK the US but look on a multiple of eight hundred and fifty times um, earnings. Um, it's a bit rich for me. They also, their half-year underlying profits below market expectations due to higher anticipated sales and marketing expenditure as well. Um, but, you know, they've had some impressive earnings. But look, on valuation, I just can't buy it up here. It's, it's, to me, it's about 20, 25 to 30% overpriced. I'd rather buy it at much lower levels. Wow. It's also um, on the chart, you know, uh, here, here, here's the other big risk here. Um, if it breaks below that previous low, see that's a that could be a double top pattern, but only confirmed if it breaks below that previous low that you see on the chart there. So that's what about a hundred. Uh, it's about one hundred fifteen. Right, one hundred fifteen dollars. Uh, okay, and that's where the fifty-day moving average is as well. 
So I would not be a holder of this. And it's to me, it's, it, there's far more downside risk than upside on the stock, particularly with if interest rates start moving higher. Tech sector is the first one that gets hit. Um, and that's what caused the the fall, the sharp fall recently, like a lot of the tech stocks, particularly Afterpay right. as well. But again, it's valuation. It's a great business, great company, yeah. but just too expensive um, and too much risk on the downside for my okay. liking, right. especially if it breaks that $115 right. low. Okay. I did look up at the multiples before I came and just said eye-watering. So <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a sell for us. We've got a price tag of $103, but still, yeah. despite the fact that it's a high-quality business, got some great products, got some great customers, a global footprint, all those sort of boxes you can tick. It's just too too expensive, and it's yeah. just not something I'm going to put It's delivered, though. Uh, absolutely. absolutely. So, and yeah. it's always been on a high multiple, um, and, and the um, rationale for management is has been that we're putting a lot of money back into the business mm. to grow it, to develop it in, in the US. Yep. Um, New Zealand origin, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yes. Uh, yes. The Kiwis have, have a good track record in mm. tech stocks. They do. <laughs> yeah, it's great business, but just not, not here. Too expensive. Right. Yeah, okay. way too expensive. I'm a sell too on that. Mm. Right. Okay. All right. Uh, next stock um, is Integrated Diagnostics. Uh, and this is a diagnostic imaging uh, business to to medical specialists, 45 sites around the country. Uh, John, what do you think of interest? One we really like. Um, we've right. got a buy on it, David. So um, price targets in the $6 or thereabouts. Um, one we, we think has got a really deliverable and, and sustainable business across a um, lot of non-discretionary radiology treatments and those right. sort of things. Some, some strong upside from um, the large number of sites they have around the country and also from the lack of penetration of MRIs around yep. Australia versus say places like Europe, for instance. So that's some, some key upside for them where they can charge more, put you know, bigger machines that go ping into their, their sites right. as well and, and, and clip out. So you've got a target stuff. of six bucks too, yep. Yep. right? Yep. Okay. Um, it's mm. a popular sector at the moment, mm. isn't it? Mm. These imaging businesses, mm. we've got a few listed on, on the market though. Aging population. Yeah, that's uh, you know their earnings growth have been has been really good. Um, they had a growth of about eighteen point nine percent, profit margin of eleven point four percent. Their uh, return, although their return on equity was compressed slightly down to fifteen percent, uh, but in terms of outlook, the management uh, did not provide any guidance going forward, so they're a little bit cautious there. Uh, but look, the you know in terms of the um, you know, again, the, the aging population and the, and, and the use of you know, radiology, etc. It, it looks positive to me. Uh, it's not on, I mean, it's 28 times earnings multiple, but I think it's, uh, it, it, it deserves that compared to the previous stock. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> um, right. And the trend is very positive. And uh, so it's just broken above that previous high that you can see there. Jesus, you would have liked to have picked it up at those lows. Who would have thought, you know, like really, in the last 12 months, um, you know, when you looked at the growth of that portfolio, it's 33% in this environment is is incredible. So, you know, it's a a low zero interest rate environment. It's just people are desperately looking for it. But also with hospitals closed down Mm. and people not being able to get Mm. to doctors, Mm. you would have thought, well, mm. it would have been hit pretty hard. Mm. Yeah. Is, is, it, is it the market leader in this sector? Because there's... Sonic. Maybe got Sonic. Sonic. And would you put ProMedicus in I there as well? Throw it into the mix a bit. Yeah, yeah. ProMedicus as well. And that, that's had a huge run mm. as well. Yep. Yeah, this is a smaller market cap. It's about a billion dollars. So yeah. much smaller than Sonic, that's for sure. 
Yeah. Um, and look, the, the broker targets here, just looked at, there's 10 brokers here, four have holds, five, six have buys on it with the average price target, which is just slightly above where it is right now at $5.13 is the average. It's actually right there. So it's at the yeah. average price target. But order got six. Mm. Yeah, mm. as well. Yeah, well, yeah. I can see with the momentum it could. Mm. We followed it for some time. It's been, it's been a strong right. call for us. Right. Yeah. Ah, okay. Happily. Yeah, yeah, mm. absolutely. Mm. Sort of um, investors, if you got down around the 360 area that you saw mm. there a year ago, mm. that's a very good return for And you. a small dividend yield of 2%, fully right. frank. So. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Good, uh, good theme going through. Uh, Jackie David uh, wants a view on Nine Entertainment, mm. the uh, the big traditional, well, not so much, mm. uh, traditional and and digital media business streaming service. They've got Stan, obviously the uh, the Fairfax newspapers, the uh, Nine Television Network as well, and um, and a bit of a digital play in there as well. Yes, um, I, look, I like this one. It's a buy for me. Um, I, the They've got that diversity. They are the yep. leading, uh, you know, um, TV station. Um, as you said, they're moving. Their growth is in digital assets. Oh, no, I'm not sure about that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the ratings don't prove that. But anyhow, yeah. yeah. But on. they've got domain too. You yeah, know? yeah. Oh, that's so, right. They do have domain. So in you know, well. and uh, yeah, as you said, Financial Review, The Age, Sydney yep. Morning Herald. So yep. you know, they're they're. Um, just their growth is um, their advertising growth is impressive. The subscription growth is yep. is is up uh, is twenty three percent of their um, uh, revenue. Um, domains about twelve percent. Advertising is about twenty percent, and traditional advertising is around forty one percent. So they've got a really good diversified base there, and um, and particularly their digital subscription revenue growth is yeah. is strong. So. Um, you know, they've got uh, creating new content as well. Um, you know, stand subscriptions have been rising quite impressively since yeah. 2015. Um, yeah, Hugh so Marks that, has just stepped aside, though. The right. managing director okay. who built all this right. uh, finished up, I think, last month. Um, but the, uh, the boss of Stan yep. has taken on that job, so pretty well credentialed new executive to... Mm. Uh, take and run it who is in that new media space yeah uh, look I, it's hard not to like the stock and yep. it's particularly you know they've got um, that domain holding as well that's worth about 2.6 billion right. on market cap um, so you know underlying they're on a, only on an earnings multiple of 20 times so they're not overly right. expensive compared five to, year high mm, for five. traditional media business mm. yeah yep. um, look it's it, to me it's a buy I, I, I would have a stop loss on this. If right. it broke below, um, I would say it looks like around two dollars um, seventy to me. If it if it uh, that previous low, see right. if it if it closed below that on any significant selling volume, I'd be out. But otherwise, it's a hold and a buy. Okay, mm. John, uh, buy for us. Um, right. Price target three fifty. Yeah. Um, who would have thought that free to air would have such a renaissance? I know. Quite extraordinary. Um, I, I think you know you're seeing things which they had traditionally done really. 
badly and that is control costs. You've seen yep. they're taking a lot of costs out of the business, not just in the free-to-air side, but also the digital side as well. Stan, yep. as David rightly says, as you say, is an important part of the business for them now. Yep. And, and clearly the, the drivers with the Fairfax acquisitions are, are still some things they can continue to leverage off inside the business as well yep. Yep. and continue to, to broaden their footprint. So a really, really good one here. Um, trade's a bit expensive versus um, seven. Seven right. media, um, seven media is about five point three times EBITDA, and Channel Nine is about nine point three times. So right. a bit expensive, but still our preference is is Nine Network. Okay, sorry, so, Nine Entertainment Company. Right. <laughs> so it is uh, that's a preference for because you've got Southern Cross in there, and you could put O Media in there as well as mm. a sector. Yes. Um, but Nine the leader. Yep. Yep. It's interesting. Okay. They're probably clawing back a bit of that revenue from some of that outdoor stuff as well, mm. back onto the free to air, and that's certainly going to be helping them clearly. Right. Okay. Mm. All right, so uh, there you go, Jackie. A yes on Nine Entertainment. Um, no, their Achilles heel is breakfast, uh, which they haven't, <laughs> haven't won for 18 years, but uh, I'll just well, we'll park that. that. Uh, <laughs> all right, uh, John wants a view on a gold stock, an interesting one, Oceania Gold Corporation. Uh, produced 83,000 ounces of gold um, in, the last, uh, in their recent update. Um, at a cost of twelve hundred and twenty-nine Australian dollars per ounce, production up three percent on the corresponding uh, period, but down sixteen percent on the December quarter. Um, John, what do you think of Oceania? Yeah, it's a it's a pretty weak hold for us here. I think David, right. I think you know, pretty um, high cost base around about twelve hundred dollars yep. an ounce or so. Gold price obviously been a bit cheerier in the last week or so as talk about inflation and, and other things have been pushing it a bit higher through global growth and that sort of thing, but. You know, our preference would be the likes of Newcrest, the likes of uh, uh, Northern Star. Um, And, you know, they've had some difficulties as well. They've had some problems with the production facilities in South Carolina in the States and uh, Luzon in uh, the the Philippines as well. Those disparate geographies make it hard for management to, you know, when they're based in Brisbane, for instance, to keep control of those types of businesses. And, you know, it will make money and it's certainly trading well above our our, um, target price. We've got $1.40 on it, but still prefer others. Right, okay. Uh, do you like the gold sector though? It's had a I, bit of a run lately, hasn't it? It certainly has. I think you have to have some, given the environment here, you'd, you'd like to have some sort of gold exposure in your portfolio, whether that's through you know direct like Newcrest or Northern Star or even uh, obliquely like through the, the other copper gold miners, copper miners that have gold as a byproduct, yeah. like yeah. BHP, for instance, Rio, you know, pick up yeah. Newcrest, sorry, not Newcrest, but others. Yeah. Mm. So you're bullish on gold? Yeah. Yes, I think this, it's right. certainly something you can ha- happily have in a portfolio. Yeah, David, oh, you have to be bullish on gold. Right. I mean, why? Know, why? Uh, they've, they're not stopping the printing presses right. overseas, <laughs> and and that's bullish. And that's you know you're seeing inflation. But why hasn't the gold price moved as much already? That that's it's got people qu- scratching their heads, saying, "Well, with it, inflation coming back, bond yields going up, massive stimulus." hasn't done much well that's a really good question i think the answer to that is um called bitcoin or cryptos you know people are really getting into the crypto space that's why bitcoin has become so popular in cryptos especially bitcoin because it's seen as an alternative store of of protection of your assets God, believe it or not a cryptocurrency would be i know would be seen as a store of value against inflation i know but that is one of the primary reasons people have wow. gotten into bitcoin there's no doubt about it i've been reading up on this and it's yeah. and not surprising because when you've got central banks borrowing um sorry not borrowing um printing so much money yeah and and, and it's like you know the feds um 
printing presses. I mean, they're buying, they're doing asset sales like buying $120 billion every month in the, and in the market buying bonds and propping up the bond market so the yields don't go up. Well, how sustainable is that? And then yeah. you've got $28 trillion in uh, debt and deficits, at, you know, two, three trillion. It's just, seriously, it's um, how, yeah. how sustainable is this? And you're starting to see inflationary precious commodity prices going through the roof here. Yeah. Yeah. You know, across the board. Look at oil last night is up above $71. Yeah. So you've got all and food price, everything's pushing towards inflation. And the, you saw the CPI numbers uh, in the US uh, last month also showing, reflecting yeah. that. So how long can the US Federal Reserve keep, look, I hate to use the word keep this Ponzi scheme going. <laughs> Seriously, printing yeah. money and buying bonds, yeah. treasury, because no overseas buyers are going to buy, you yeah. know, so that's got to be now that's the what's held back gold though so i am positive on it you know in short i could talk a lot about this but it's over nineteen hundred dollars i mean two and a half thousand aussie for yeah. aussie producers um now Oceania is not bad they've turned the corner it's yeah. not my preference like john it's not my preference in the sector i i prefer um stocks like um you know golden road resolute it looks like a value play to me rsg okay. um you know I, I like you know the the likes of northern star evolution newcrest and uh but golden road stands out um west gold you know there, there's many other plays out there that to me are better value um but if i was par in comparison with this one with the amount of ounces they're producing which is about three to three hundred fifty thousand. I'd go definitely, I'd be looking at either Golden Road or a Resolute in that sector on better value. Than, right. But the outlook is positive in the sector. So if you've got it, I'd hold it. I wouldn't be selling it. Right. And given the positive um, outlook for gold, the sector, um, you know, I, I, but they are improving their margins, the company, but not generating the kind of capital cash so flow. When are, when are people going to get out of Bitcoin as a store of value? When? Will, will they ever? Well, <laughs> Depends who you listen to or talk to. I mean, you know, it, it, it's highly volatile. How you how you describe it as a currency, I don't know. It's not, to yeah. me, it's not a currency. Mm. Yeah. But there's a lot of players in this field, and there's been a sharp sell-off. And you know, you've seen a lot of speculation. I mean, yeah. how many people have come to me and say you've got to get into it? Well, yeah, as soon I as I hear that, it's time to get out. <laughs> so we, uh, we did a, um, a crypto special here on a call a couple of weeks ago, and um, it was pretty clear that Bitcoin doesn't seem to have a purpose mm. uh, at all. Ethereum does. Um, and the one I learned about from the expert panel that day was Chainlink, um, which is um, a crypto uh, built by a couple of Stanford professors with the, um, with the aim of taking on you know, swift codes in terms of transfer oh, okay. money overseas. Because yeah. I didn't realise that the swift network was only owned by about five banks and mm. charge heaps in fees. And so, mm. well, I think the banks will have to follow suit. The, the central banks are looking at it as well. Yeah. Um, look, the biggest concern going forward for me is um, I'm a macro person. Is the um, the outlook like what happens if we enter into a period like the '70s with high inflation? and low growth, that's yeah. stagflation. That, that's not a pretty picture to me. So I'm yeah. just thinking, look, the market's up here, just I'm a bit concerned with these valuations and what we're seeing bubbling under the surface. Uh, okay. So, you All know, right. 
Interesting. I've seen it before. It's just, uh, to me, just getting a little bit carried away here. Okay. Uh, All right. So uh, a hold for Oceana Gold from uh, from David, a no from uh, John. Uh, David, uh, if it's like-for-like like in that sort of second-tier sector, prefers Resolute or Gold Road. Uh, John is... Um, uh, prefers the, the big end of town or that sector, if you like, with Newcrest and Northern Star. Uh, let's recap our final five stocks. Uh, Murray Cod, a yes from both uh, from both David and John. Uh, zero is uh, is a sell from uh, from John and uh, a no from David. And be worried if it drops below one hundred and fifteen dollars because that's a a really big downturn. I've got it as that. a sell as well. Actually. Yeah, you've got it as a sell. Yeah. Uh, integral diagnostics, a yes from both David and John. Uh, as with Nine Entertainment, uh, a yes, but David put a stop loss around $2.70 on it, and we just did Oceania Gold. Uh, David Novak from Wealthwise Education, always good to see you. It's a fascinating discussion. John Milroy from Ords, always great to have you on Thanks, the David. panel as well. Um, if you'd like any stocks for us to put to our panel, put them in an email to us, uh, the call at osbiz.com.au or tweet us using the at TV handle. And if you want to take a look at all the stocks and ETFs in the calls portfolio, head to osbiz.co forward slash portfolio. And each day we send out a wrap up of the day in markets and finance in a, in a newsletter. You get Scuddy's view, you get a link to the Close of Business podcasts and also links to most popular interviews on the platform during the day. Uh, you can subscribe to that, osbiz.co forward slash the COB. Uh, Startup Daily Show coming up at 2 p.m. Talks everything, startups, uh, scale-ups, venture capital. Uh, Lisa Signato uh, is joining the group amongst an array of other founders. Um, as she talks about impact investing group, Impact Group makes its first investment up in Queensland. That's coming up on the Startup Daily Show. So a lot happening for the rest of the day. We'll be back after the break. This Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes, while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over. Go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your first order site-wide.